Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Fran. She's actually my mom, so we usually don't watch the same shows. Because we don't even like the same shows. Okay, calm down. We're going to give it a try. Well, let's see how it goes. Anyway, let's watch TV. I hope you don't pick anything weird. Mom, just roll with it. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Let's Watch a TV. <laughs> Let's watch TV. Hello. Hello. My name is Elder Rice. You're on drugs. I am. I, you sound like you're, well, you're about to be on drugs because you're getting cut up like a Christmas ham on the <laughs> operating table tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow's the day. Are you nerve? Do you have a little bit of nerve? I have a little, I'm a little bit nervous. Yes. So, bit, not too bad. Mom. What? Why are you nervous? This is going to be the best. Well, gonna- only because they're knocking me out and opening up my thigh bone like a We're, ham. If we don't leave soon, we are not going to make it back to Tijuana in time. <laughs> this is not in You Tijuana. didn't hear about this? I heard all about I this. I rebooked your appointment in Tijuana. They're taking a mm-hmm. pig's knee. And it's putting it knee, into in your my, knee. Into my thigh. They're taking a pig's knee, putting it in my thigh. Oh, yeah. I, no, I'm sorry. Pig's knees make good people hips, I heard. Oh, okay. But, okay, I do have something true to tell you. Sure. Did you know that there are studies that they are doing right now that pig hearts can be replaced a person's heart and you will still live? That's been going on for a long time. Do you think it's, will it ever come to fruition? Who knows? They did the first heart transplant, I think, with a gorilla or a monkey or something. And it was a pig's heart. No, it was There's a, our dog at the door. <laughs> there's a, not a pig's heart. I think if we just leave him for a little bit, it'll be fine. I think so. Well. Here, tell them what you're talking about. Oh, we're back in Michigan because we had the Michigan shows all week. Oh my God. What a weekend. Oh my God. It was amazing. It was. Truly surreal. It was. Oh, I loved it. Did the Michigan shows, was a blast, loved it. And now the mama meatball is getting her hip sliced open. Replaced. Replaced. Mm -hmm. And so I stayed for the surge because, you know. Why? Well, I stayed because I wanted to help you. Oh, you're doing such a good job, too. I got work to do. What do you want me to do? I can't just Uh stop my life because you're retired. Okay. Who do you think is going to pay for that nursing home? Joe, can you come and help me? Joe. Joe. Joe, where are you, Joe? Can you help me? Joe's you're here to help me. Anyways, what we're trying to tell you is that our golden retriever, Louis, <laughs> we were either going to deal with him breathing into the microphones while we're doing this or outside scratching at the door. <laughs> so if you hear... <laughs> He's knocking so at the door to that, get in. Maybe, that's him maybe we trying just to come let him in. in. I can't just let him in, Mom, because he's never going to stop. He'll be, I think if we just leave him for a little bit, he'll be okay. Okay, yeah. There's no bad he'll, guys he'll around, bake right? out. He'll bake out the sun and we'll be in the air conditioning. It's not even sunny out. Anyway, you guys, today's episode, we both loved. We watched Lula Rich. But we need to talk about, we did do it once. Hold on. We watched Lula Rich, who was made aware to us by Patreon member Madison H., Madison. Madison H., thank you so much for yep. uh, suggesting this. Hey, you guys too can suggest uh, what you want us to watch by becoming a Patreon member. That's where we get our ideas for what we watch for Let's Watch TV. Become a Patreon member for five bucks at patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Patreon.com Joe Dombrowski. It's slash Joe Dombrowski, but I'm going to give you an A for effort. Okay. Um, 
So yeah, Madison, thanks for writing. I, I'm fully addicted. And also, uh, before we get into this too much farther, I'm in Tacoma, Washington this weekend. Got four shows in Tacoma. Wait, five shows in yeah, Tacoma. Tacoma. No, five. I have one on Thursday, two on Friday, two on Saturday. And I actually posted a little snippet of the show to, to social meets. And it's doing really well. And I'm seeing a lot of people are like, are you coming to Tacoma this weekend? Yes, get your tickets. So get your tickets if you haven't already. We'll see you in Tacoma. And finally, I get to sleep in my own bedroom and not in a hotel room while I'm working. So that's cool. That is very cool. So you want to explain, Lula Rich? Let me just say something. Now, as we talk through this, there is no uh, direct judgment towards anyone who's participating or has participating as a rep in these marketing programs. I oh, just speak want to for say yourself. That. Speak for yourself. There is no judgment. I I'm the am. mother. Anyway, the show outlines is there. It's a four-part docu-series that chronicles the unraveling of a company, LuLaRoe. She is known for her buttery, soft leggings, super stretch, great patterns that fit everyone, right? Multi-level marketing company promising young mothers a work-from-home business. That's who was targeted. Okay. Moms at home. Stay-at-home moms. Be with the family and have your own business and get rich salvation. That's the whole show That outline. word salvation really stuck with me. Yeah. Here. Because as you're watching this, it, literally as it kept going on and on and on, I was like, this is like an MLM and a cult had a baby. And this is the combo. This is a MLM cult combo. It was unreal. It, okay, so let's start from the beginning. Uh -huh. it, Didn't it, mind it in the beginning because the woman, I think her name's Deanne. Deanne, the like ringleader of this yeah, thing. the owner of the co-founder. The whole reason this started is because she found some cool patterns and knew how to sew. And they were making maxi skirts out of her garage. And she would just go around to different conventions and parties and sell these maxi skirts. Maxi and make dresses. It, maxi dresses. And she was making a killing out of them. And one time a girlfriend of hers was like, I will buy these maxi dresses off of you. And then she went and sold them herself. And she said, okay, just give me X amount of profit. And then more people started getting in on it and more people started getting in on it. And she had super cute patterns and prints. And then it just went off the rails. Because these things fit everybody. That's the whole thing. There were stretchy fabrics. They fit pregnant Oh, it's on women. Amazon Prime, by the way. It's on Amazon Prime, know. right? Um, it fit everybody. That's the catch. They were home parties. All people know about home parties, whether it be Tupperware, Rubbermaid, Mary Kay, whatever. So it was, it became a home party fad. It was uh, started in the late eighties and nineties. And of course it started in the land of cults. Yes. Salt Lake city. I never, in the late eighties and nineties, I had you, I was a working mom, busy mom amongst a lot of women and never heard of this company or these patterns or this stuff. It was never then. And it wasn't around here. Well, the, the problem, the thing is, it really, it was more, it was more Southern, you said. It wasn't up here in the North country. Yeah. Southern and up in that corner, that like Pacific Northwest. Never heard of it. I mean, I, if they were, I'm telling you what, what really got me with this is I was that kind of woman who would go to parties and say to myself, I can do that. I can sell that Well, shit. you did. We're not going to talk but, about it, but you but, did. I have that personality and I like to make money and I, I had, a, but thank God the difference was I had a great full-time job. It's always nice to make a little side hustle, but when companies start asking you to put down 5,000, 10,000, $20,000 to get your so-called kit, 
to start your own little retail mm-hmm. company. That's when, That's you when know. I was at. I'm not giving you no nothing because, you know, you give me that stuff and I'll sell it. But a lot of women fell for that. They did fall for that. Okay, but let's talk about like when it started to go bad. It started to go bad when this thing was growing at an astronomical rate. Like it was, it was blowing up and people, they had this incentive program, which where if you got more sellers to work under you, you got these bonus checks, right? Retailers, fashion retailers. Re- right. And if you got more retailers under you, you got this bonus check. Well, they built the company where you made more money off of your bonus checks than you did off of actually selling the product, which is illegal for an MLM. MLMs, I learned in this documentary, are legal. Correct. You just have to follow some guidelines. And one of those guidelines is the majority of money needs to come from sales, not from recruitment. Correct. Which was cool. I didn't know that. Correct. So I think like, that's why I think like, like I always like tea light parties and Tupperware is a great product. They're MLMs, but they're not corrupt. They're not Ponzi schemes. Right. They're not Ponzi schemes. They're not corrupt. They're not a pyramid scheme or a Ponzi scheme. It's literally a multi-market, multi-level marketing program, which if done correctly is good, is, (laughs) is okay. Yeah. And what started to, well, first of all, I wanted to say their whole mantra and what they were talking about was to empower women, be the girl boss, you know, be your own person. They were really empowering women and stay at home moms felt great about that because they, you know, the husbands were working. They wanted to be part of the, the um, solution with bringing money to the table. And it really targeted that. The problem is um, it started to change. Because it was like anti-feminism, really, what it started to be, because they had like the four don'ts. Um, the man is the head of the family. Uh, let the husband be the man. Don't get in men-to-men conversations. Um, uh, uh, let your husband be heard. And it started to go in this kind of direction. And they wanted you to retire your husband after a while the whole thing is they really pressured the high mentor which are the top level recruiters to retire their husbands which was a that was like the top thing to them like if you could retire but it was because if you retire your husband then you have all your money going from this company so all your chips are in one basket and they have total control of you and your family now, I don't like that. That's one part that I really didn't like because I felt like that's when the, well, I actually did like that too, because that's when some of the women started to catch on. Correct. Did you notice that too? Correct. The women really started to catch on. They're like, this doesn't seem right. Right. Okay. Let me ask you this though. Did you watch all of them? All the episodes? No, I watched about four. Okay. Do you remember the one woman who, um, she was going to retire her husband and she had two cars and she wanted her, her said Lula Roe and she wanted her husband's license plate to say yes. Lula bro. Yeah. Okay. And the husband well, said, no way. Well, they, st- in one of the episodes, it's a four episode series, you guys, in one of the episodes, she was talking about how her bonus check started to get up into like the 75,000 per month range and more. Per month. And that's not a per joke. Per month. Per month. Yeah. So she was talking about how she would do, she was spending stupid amounts of money. She was saving nothing. And she was talking about how she went out to dinner one time and um, 
she spent $3,000 on dinner and acted like it was nothing, but she was super in debt and not paying any of her bills. But the rest of the documentary paints it like LuLaRoe made this woman broke. And she bought a humongous house, two beautiful it's very expensive cars that I can't name because I don't know shit about cars, but the documentary made it out like she was duped by Lou LaRoe. And I'm like, girl, for over a year, you were making $75,000 a month and went into debt. You still made that money off of Lou LaRoe. There is no reason for you to be filing for bankruptcy. What, what they what they expressed was, and this wasn't her, this was a lot of other, they were called mentors. They were right at the top. LuLaRoe pushed these women to buy, 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 buy. Oh, yeah, they did. And with the buying, they always had to post things on social media. About that. Their new car, their new house, their trip they were going on, and everything had to be a hashtag LuLaRoe. And even everything they did. Grateful, what was it like? Grateful for LuLaRoe? Yeah, grateful or for Rula. Blessed. Blessed by by LuLaRoe, yeah. They had to be wearing the clothes, showing their watches, showing their purses, and they had to buy, buy, and buy big. Yeah, I do have to give it to that girl, though, because she did say that she posted a picture of her brand new house, and that crazy woman called her and was like, why didn't you hashtag it blessed by LuLaRoe? Like, you should have done that. And she was over here thinking, like, because it wasn't LuLaRoe. It was my hard work. That's right. That's right. So, But here's the thing. Yeah. One thing that nobody can ever do to me is tell me how to spend my money. Yeah, I know. And I Trust sat me, here thinking of these women. The, you have the, you know, kind of an expensive volunteer sitting right across you on the couch. Exactly. <laughs> but no one's going to, I'm, I'm not cheap, but I'm not going to, no one's going to tell me how to spend my money. True. And actually, usually what happens is when someone tells me how to spend my money, I usually don't do it just because you told me to. Because I don't, I'm not spending my money any other way other than, because I decided to. Right. And I feel like some of these women were just so caught up in that. I was just a house mom breastfeeding my twins. Well, and we, then all of a sudden, Lula Rich gave me millions of dollars. So I'm going to spend it all. Girl, you made a smart move to sell this shit. And you're hustling it like friggin' crack rocks. Save some of that coin. I couldn't believe it. I was just mad. But, but that something I have to go back to the beginning a little bit. Um, the $5,000 to get in and $10,000 each layer gave you more merchandise and other things, right? These women were being taught how to make the money to do that. So these women, when they got started, they didn't have $5,000, you know, that's why the, uh, the money making money was so like, you know, wow, this could be good. But anyway, one woman actually sold her breast milk to One, save the money. It was multiple. They were telling women and to smell their breast milk. Lula Rich would teach Lula them Roe. Roe, how to te- taught them how to save the money to get started in the program. Um, get credit cards. Get it from your grandma. Um, take out a loan. They would do this, and these women were in, said, "Oh yeah, you know, I could do that. That's no problem. My mom will give me ten thousand dollars. Not a problem, you know." So these things you watch it and women come from a very emotional spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Not a, I would just say it's just natural. Mm-hmm. Women are just natural and they get hyped up and they get, these were 
hundreds of thousands of people oh my God. selling this product. Well, then it got so big that they started having these conventions. And oh by the way, God. the entire the entire business was run by one family that had like too many kids. 14. And some were adopted and ended up marrying the biological kid. It's a it's a shit show yeah. over here. Yeah. And I'm like, this is I just got a great idea. We got to make a musical. Lula wrote the musical. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If anyone's listening, wants to write the score, let me know. (laughs) This is going to be great. Ding dong. Instead of ding dong, ding dong, what would you do? My ding dong. My name is Elder Price. Except it's going to go ding dong. My name is Beth. I have these leggings with a taco print on them. (laughs) They're super expensive. (laughs) And you can buy them. This one might smell like fish. Well, tell about that. What started, what happened is is this business grew so fast. They had their product out in the driveways of this. Okay, because they were cheap. These people were so cheap. Instead of spending money to get more um, warehouse space, they were keeping millions of dollars of product outside and then still shipping it to people. So people were getting these products that were wet, moldy, had holes in it because they were subject to weather. Some of the shirts you'd open and it'd have a sun bleach square on it. Right. It was just, and then when they tried to get their money back, they told that one woman, oh, sell it for half off as a night shirt. She's like, when did this become my problem? Right. They couldn't get their money back. They couldn't, it was, they couldn't um, return the products that came to them. The bad product and stuff, it got awful. It did get awful. And I think that's when people started to turn and talk. Because the show opens with Lula and her husband, Mark, giving a deposition because the state of Washington sued them. Thank God. And that's how the show kind of opens. So, you know, things are going to go bad. Thank God. Okay. Anyway, this was run by an entire family. Right. Like the sons had jobs in accounting and finance and marketing and events. None of them had experience with any of that. And they even said, I didn't know how to do that. They they took the most charismatic nephew and made him the head of events. Marketing and events, yep. And he booked people like Katy Perry, yep. Mario Lopez. Right. Who else? What was it? It was Katy Perry, Mario, was- Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> you missed this. Did part. I miss that? Do you remember that one kind of nerdy guy who worked in the email department? Oh yeah, he was a he talked. He, he, he was a he was a whistleblower for sure. He said they had Kelly Clarkson and he went on and on. He's like, I used to love Kelly Clarkson and now I cannot listen to her music at all. It's tainted to my ears and I sad that I could not, he just kept going on. It was the funniest. Well, these guys have nothing to do with it. They were paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to uh, work a convention. They had cruises. And they did. So they did. So it's not their fault. No, no, but you didn't watch the rest of it. Okay. That guy who was director of marketing, that nephew. Yes. He got fired for some reason. I can't remember why. The one that did events. Yes. Okay. Fired he or he quit. Maybe he quit. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a whistleblower. Just I'll get there. Right. Maybe he quit or something and he left. Well, when you leave the company, they exile you just like a cult and nobody talks to you anymore. Right. Even when they were doing legal investigations to like the, the leaders of this thing, Deanne, they even asked her, they were like, do you know this guy? She's like, mm, yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But interesting. They said, 
Um, are you the president of the company? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I am. Um, well, it also says here you're the CEO. Are you the CEO of the company? She goes, I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's like you freaking don't know if you're the CEO of your own company. So listen to this. So that so that that guy, yeah. the marketing guy, mm-hmm. quits. LuLaRoe starts getting a bad rap. So he starts texting people who used to work for LuLaRoe and he's saying, hey, look at I'm investing in a marijuana farm. Will you invest $30,000? And they're like, no, listen, they're like, no, no, no. And then he's like, if you invest 30, I'll give you 90. And then he sent a picture of all the cash. Well, one of the girls cross-referenced the picture of the cash that he was sending and put did a reverse image Google search. And it was just a Google picture of money that he was sending to people saying that was his money. He was just scamming people all over the place. He learned well from his He uh, learned well. Aunt. He learned well. Anyway, um, I would love for more documentaries like this to come out. Almost like things that aren't quite a cult, but but could be considered one why, why would you want that what was the purpose that you would want more of this stuff for to expose it to people yeah so people are more aware well okay so okay kind of like you know i was in one and i feel like you were in it oh I yeah, was yeah 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 fully in it if you you like all these people the same thing of all these cult leaders that we learned you got charisma yeah and a goal and yeah. you're a little bit crooked It'll take over. And they, and they always talk about that. It becomes a little religion. It becomes a lot of be a better you. Oh my God, How mom, literally the cult. The, this be- is the cult I was in. You're describing it. Yeah. And people who have charisma mm-hmm. and the ability to draw people in have to be very, very careful of what that can do. And what you continue to do. That's right. Anyway, let me ask you this. Are you so you didn't finish it? Are you going to watch it again? Are no, you going to finish it? You're not, not. No. I suggest you do. It's really good. No, I well, might. I might. Just I like. I love take this my one. Mind off my surgery. The fans, you, the listeners, you guys know. I love the culty ones. Yeah, he sure does. Bring more of it to us. Hey, you guys, we're uh, we're getting low on our suggestions. We would love to get some more from you. Uh, if you have a suggestion from us, we want to hear you. Become a Patreon fan. Five bucks, you get a whole month's worth of content for only five bucks, and. And you're supporting the podcast, which keeps the podcast going. So we would love to hear from you. Become a Patreon member at patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski, patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski, patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. And we'll see you next time on Let's, Let's Watch, Watch TV. TV. Bye, everybody.